This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes This down. one by Mattingly. Oh, hang on to the RJ Barrett does it again from downtown. He is just tearing the Orioles apart. It's good. It's good. Randall gets the bounce, and he ties the game. Houston ducks under. Got it. Creates and shows some dexterity as well with the left hand. Yankees win! Yankees win! All right, this is definitely going to be a shorter episode today, maybe a quarter of, of the usual length that we go to. I would say we average maybe about 40, 40, 45 minutes or something on average. We're going to say we're going to be like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Um, Just because games like this for the Knicks absolutely piss me off. It's hard to really um, stay motivated enough to sit here and talk about games, about the Knicks in games like this for an hour. So I'm definitely going to try to cut this one short as heck. I'm going to say what I need to say, say what needs to be said. And then we're out of here. And then we'll be back for, for tomorrow night's game against Minnesota. But this one was rough, so we're going to talk about that. Today is MLK Day. It is Monday, January 17th, as I am recording. So, I think every team in the NBA plays on MLK Day. It's become a tradition. It's always fun. In the middle of the Monday uh, for the Knicks, they played 1 p.m. today. And um, I took a break from work. I, I work from home right now. I write for, uh, or I write, I cover a local high school sports team. But um, so I, yeah, I took a break from writing and I, and I caught the Knicks game today. And yeah, it, it was bad. It was ugly. Um, and, and it's not even. It's the effort. Don't get me wrong. I'm really frustrated with the effort. But what there's something else that really continues to bother me. Um, and it, it happened again in today's game. So, Honestly, I'd rather sit here and talk about the news. Uh, I don't know if it's official. But Mike Tyson and um, the, the YouTuber kid, Paul. <laughs> I don't know if it's official, but my buddy texted me and I looked it up. It said they verbally agreed uh, on a fight, a boxing exhibition boxing match. So, verbally is completely different than putting, you know inking your signature on a piece of paper. But if, if that happens, it's, it's just boxing in a nutshell today. You know, um, listen, boxing is is a is one of America's pastime sports. It's a classic. Um, but it was so much better back then. And then you look where it is today. These money grab events. It's become a whole pop culture sh- shenanigan. I hate using that word because it's like a 40 year old white man. But it has been. It's it's one giant money grab. You know, and you watch it. This whole trailer thing. They've got Davidson on it. He's got these little mini events before the fight. These concerts with these garbage rappers, and then they, and then the fights. You get your big event, 
you know, you get a couple of big events a year and, and, and you know, it's going to be Nate Robinson versus Paul. And now it's, it's your big event is, um, Tyson, Mike Tyson fighting, uh, before this one, it was, who do you want, who to go up against? He went up against his former foe, Evander. And it's just, you know, uh, occasionally they'll have a, you know, a big event that's actually meaningful. You know, uh, what's his name? The dude. Starts with a C. The Mexican guy. He's like one of the goats. Um, I know his name. I just, I'm drawing a complete blank right now. Um, Canelo. And then, um, you know, he's obviously a huge face of the sport. But then you have, you've got shit like this. And this is what brings in the revenue. Just, just makes me thankful that I don't watch boxing today. Yeah, Tyson and, and 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 Jake Paul, a YouTuber fighting a boxing legend. That's what it's become. It's such a complete joke. I'm so thankful for the UFC. You know, we've got big events every month, right? Actual UFC fighters in their prime going up against UFC pr- fighters in their prime for, to headline these big events, and there are multiple good fights on a single card of an event. So I'm so thankful for the UFC to save me from that shit. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, I, I could honestly sit here and talk about that junk of a potential event coming up, but um, because that's how bad the Knicks were today. And that's how frustrated I am with the Knicks. So we're going to head to our first break. But before we do, guys, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, BD4, if you have not already. Yes, welcome to BD4. I'm your host, RJ Carbone, with episode 307 of the podcast, episode 307 of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. And we also do MMA, too. Um, we do MMA Saturday. So every Saturday uh, when the fights happen, uh, we'll, we'll publish an episode either the next day or Monday talking about the event that happened in the UFC on Saturdays. Um, in episode 306, we talked about um, the recent uh, first card of the year. So be sure to check that out if you haven't yet. You could you could check out episode 306 where me and uh, my cousin Anthony talked about the, the upcoming Jorge Kobe fight, but even at the top of that show, I went over the, um, I reviewed the weekend we just had with, um, Calvin Cater and, um, Giga Shikatse. So check that episode out. Episode 306, that was, it was our most recent episode, um, besides this one. So go check it out, give it a like, subscribe, download the podcast on all the platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, which is our sponsor, SoundCloud, and you can also watch us on YouTube, all that stuff. Follow me on social media, I'm at RJ Carbone on Facebook, and on Instagram, I'm at Rob J Carbone. We're going to head to break, and (laughs) we'll dive right into this Knicks loss when we get back. Excuse me, stay with us. Hey guys, so I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way we can help the channel grow and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. 
All right. Well, I guess we'll talk about it, huh? <laughs> so the Knicks took on the Charlotte Hornets today at the Garden, Monday matinee on MLK Day, and they lost 97-87, but that does not even tell the whole story. Um because it was the game was bad. It was garbage time for the remainder of the fourth quarter. Um, actually, Breen said on the broadcast that the Knicks were down double figures in the final 30 minutes of this game. So, there you have it. It was never close, really. Um, it was just a very low-energy game for the Knicks. You can see. They did not have it. They must have won out last night. Uh, maybe LaMelo Ball also won out because he was not in this game. So that kind of messed up one of my parlays. Um, but yeah, the Knicks are terrible in matinees, blah, blah, blah. But we got to stop using that as an excuse. They had 15 turnovers in this game. Turned into 14 Charlotte Hornets points. They shot an egregious 52% at the free throw line. Their defense was very poor, especially on, on Miles Bridges. He was a good player, but he should not be scoring 38 points on you, 28 points in a half. That first half, he torched us. Every Nick, he did it to. RJ was aggressive in the first half, but he never really got into a true rhythm. Never shot the ball well. He did have six turnovers also. Um, you know, Charlotte started trapping and zoning us. And once they did that, they were heavy with that in the second half, especially the Knicks just could not solve it. And they usually can't. They don't have a point guard to where they can solve the zone. Um, the good positive thing, I guess, is, is that even on, in a bad game for R.J. Barrett, or even in an off game for R.J., he still manages to put up good numbers in this game. You know, he still put up 18 points. He still went out and grabbed 12 rebounds. And I think he had uh, a few assists. I don't know the exact number. So he still had a good statistical game, but he shot poorly. He turned it over way too many times. Um, but I guess the the silver lining, if we're gonna, you know, if if a lot of us love to use the silver lining when it comes to Julius Randle, well, let's be fair. We should give it to R.J. Barrett sometimes too. Was that at least he put up some productive looking numbers in a bad game? Um, take that as you may. You know, he wasn't great today. Um, and I get the Hornets are a good offensive team. Listen, they move the ball, they shoot threes, they're very modern, they play fast, but no LaMelo ball, uh, no Kelly Oubre, and, and they may have been at without somebody else too. So that's, you know, the Knicks just didn't have it. Their effort was not there. They gave them way too much room on the three-point line. Um, the Hornets got up, I think, almost 43-point attempts. So the Knicks just didn't have it. Um, their guards weren't great. Burks wasn't too good. Uh, the point guard experiment with Burks has to end, man. I'm sick of seeing him at point guard and having the reason just be his size. I know Tibbs is enamored with Alec Burks for some reason. He loves him. I get it. He's the Swiss Army Knife. He does what he is called to do. He's a solid, okay player. But I do not like him playing starting point guard. Why can't we just go somewhere else in the meantime? Um, starting, uh, shooting guard, uh, Evan Fournier was pretty bad too. You know, him and Burks combined for 12 points. Um, Fournier's defense was terrible. 
Um, so that's the bad thing about Fournier. It's when he's not going offensively, he's a negative impact player, right? At least when he's going offensively, it's enough to mitigate those defensive issues. We say that so much, but it's true. Um, so yeah, they were bad. Randall was bad. His defense was pitiful. Um, you know, his effort was pretty mediocre, especially considering he did not have it offensively. He also shot below 40% for 18 points. Um, so when you consider that he didn't have it going offensively, he was settling for jumpers and didn't really attack like he has been lately. You figure with that, he would put, you know, he would put forth some effort on the other end. Um, you know, as the big bad leader, you'd figure he would do that. But Miles Bridges absolutely torched Julius Randle. And Randle had him for a decent portion of the game. You know, Miles Bridges did his work on everybody, but Randle had him for a good portion of the game. And he was missing his defensive rotations. He was not boxing out. I understand he had over 10 rebounds, but there were quality. It's not just quantity. It's sometimes it's it's the timing of the rebounds you get. And a lot of important rebounds were given up because the Knicks weren't boxing out. Randall wasn't boxing out. Mitch had a rough one. You know, he was a lot of the time the guys, you know, our wings and our guards were missing our rotation. So Mitch had to go help on the perimeter. So he left open assignments underneath the rim and he couldn't box out. So that was an issue. Um, hey, Mitchell Robinson did have that nice crossover in the first quarter, I believe, where he crossed somebody up from the top of the key outside the three line and he slammed it down, put the ball on the floor, took a few dribbles with the crossover and slammed it down. So that was very rare, uh, but interesting. We'll see if we get that more going forward. Um, but the Knicks were just ran out of the gym. They were completely ran out of the gym. The Hornets using their athleticism to outrun, you know, slower footed guys, non-athletic players like Randall, Burks, Fournier, um, even RJ, Taj Gibson, you know, don't have the foot speed to keep up with a Charlotte Hornets team, especially if you're not putting in your effort. You're going to be steps in steps slower. Um, this was a game we could have used Cam Reddish, man. Wish he was healthy because you know, he's an athletic wing. But here's one, and here's where I want to. Here's where my rant is going to start. Um, yeah, I want to talk about why somebody else should have been playing. We needed athleticism today. We needed a scoring punch off the bench because the offense was abysmal. I had an idea, and I think many other Knicks fans were hoping for this. We'll talk about this one player in particular when we get back. So if you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone. And I'm also on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is R.J. Carbone. Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. So BD4 is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, 
Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can find us on our sponsor, Anchor, and many other listening platforms as well, wherever you get your podcasts. But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, many, many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating, a review, comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. I mean, at this point, it's insane to me. It's absolutely nuts how this keeps happening. I can't put my, I can't wrap my head around it at all. So the Knicks get ran out the gym today. It was mainly the pace of the game that really stood out to me. Where is Obi Toppin? Where was Obi Toppin today? He was healthy. He played. Okay, so this was literally the perfect matchup for Obi Toppin to get some big minutes today. Charlotte's going small ball with the Bridges Plumley 4-5. Okay, that's their front court. They're going to run. Obi likes to run. He can keep up with that. They're not a great defensive team. They're not a great rebounding team. So Obi checks in in the first half. Yeah, at the top of the second quarter. Immediately, he scores a couple of baskets. Um, A scoop layup. There's a three-pointer in there. He had the alley-oop. He goes three for four. He's cutting. He's playing hard. He is rebounding. The energy is up. And the Knicks, you know, find a little bit of rhythm with him on the floor. More than they have anywhere else in the game. And then he's checked out maybe four or five minutes later. And we don't see him again until garbage time. And I, at this point, I you know, because I used to say, you know, Tibbs is being ridiculous and, and he's pulling them because he's making small mistakes. Like in this game, he missed a couple of free throws and then he was pulled. I can't even say it's that anymore. Because, which as ridiculous as that is to pull a guy who makes a, a small, tiny mistake. As ridiculous as that, I can't even say it is that. Because he literally gets pulled every game right now. He's getting pulled every night now. Whether he's playing perfect basketball, great basketball, mediocre basketball, or or lackluster ball, or any of those, it doesn't matter at this point. He's getting pulled immediately after 10 minutes are up. And in this game, he barely plays five meaningful minutes. Randall is playing bad. Taj wasn't cutting it. Mitch is having problems defensively in this one. Our wings weren't getting it done today. It was literally actually the perfect game for Obi Toppin to plug in and do his thing. This is why a lot of Knicks fans are getting tired with Tom Thibodeau's approach. It's the fixed substitutions that drives us up a wall with this guy. He refuses to be flexible with this rotation. It is absolutely brutal to have to sit here and see this night after night after night. All these other coaches are doing it. They plug in whoever they need to help them win. They do it. It's as simple as that. 
We're just asking them to be a little bit more cutthroat. That's all. Just a little tiny bit more cutthroat, right to the point. You need help? Put help in. But stop sticking with your fixed 2K lineups and being so robotic. And I'm just sitting here. I'm feeling so bad for this guy. I feel so bad for Obi Toppin at this point. To where he... I, I am praying. I'm literally hoping that he gets traded now. He has to at this point. I feel so... It's, it's such a wasted pick. If we handed Randall that five-year extension contract... We passed up guys like Tyrese Halliburton and, and some other ones too. The kid from Florida State. And we got Obi just to do what? To, to stunt his career growth and tuck him in at the end of the bench? Let the poor guy go somewhere where he gets minutes because this is absolutely insane to me. And don't mention to me that he played 17 minutes tonight. Because... As I said, most of those minutes were, were in the fourth quarter. You know, they were a fourth quarter, game out of hand, garbage time burn. That's what it was. It was all garbage time burn. It, it, it's insane. What do, This guy can't, he, there's, he can't do anything to get minutes. What does he have to do to get minutes? What does he have to do? He could play a perfect game and he's getting pulled. He was 3 for 4. As soon as he checks in, he makes immediate impact. Go watch back the film. And he's pulled not 4 or 5 minutes later. I don't understand that. I do not understand it. I can't comprehend it. I'm trying to wrap my head around it at this point. And look, I understand it. Tom Thibodeau is probably a placement coach, if anything. right? He's He's not going to be here long term. He might not even finish out the contract. But why not make adjustments in games like this? It's beyond obvious. You know, it's beyond, you know, I don't want to hear anybody, you know, any fan. I'm just trying to be diplomatic because I'm not a coach and I don't know the scenario. It, it's This is clear cut. It's blatant. It's right in front of your eyes. Somebody's playing very well. And the guy who's starting over him is not playing very well. Maybe the guy who's playing well should get a couple more minutes in there. And hey, maybe if you're, if you're so high on Randall, you don't even have to plug him out. You do some 4-5 or five small ball like the Hornets were doing to keep up, to match up with them. We could have saw that. Where was that? Where was the Randall-Obi lineup? Because when they play together, it's actually surprisingly done positive impact. But we didn't get that. We didn't even get that. It's so frustrating, man. I'm so, I'm getting so tired of having to see this. So I, he needs to just be used as, as a, as a trade asset at this point. It needs to happen. Help us get a point guard, get him in a package with Fournier, Burks, Kemba, whoever you can. Speaking of Kemba, he was, you know, Thibodeau was asked about Kemba after the game today. <laughs> Dude, at this point, it's, 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 get him out of here. He was asked about him, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the quote in front of me, but it was something along the lines of, we want to be sure he's healthy enough to have him play regularly and not be in and out of the lineup all the time. It's like, what? How do you know? You're, not gonna, you're never going to know whether or not Kemba Walker is, is 
going to be healthy enough to play the remainder of the season regularly. Play him, and if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. So I say cut the BS. It's clear they, they, they don't see him as, as their guy at point guard, right? All season, we've, we've this whole thing has become a dramatic thing. that should, It shouldn't even be a thing. So I say at this point, just cut it. Um, cut ties with the guy. But, but the, the, my main frustration today, the whole Obi Toppin thing, it, it continues to piss me off. These rotations will never change. It's it's just completely fixed. Fuck. I'm, I'm distracted right now because I'm watching TNT. And you know how they show the tweets? Some some of the uh, the viewers will tweet in things during the halftime show, and they'll show it on the screen. Dude said, uh, you know, dude said Kenny got beat by a white man in a foot race on MLK Day because you know how they Kenny always races to the board. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh right now. That was great though. Surprised they show that on TV. I'm happy they did. That's pretty funny. Um, Thibodeau, I'm trying, dude. I'm a fan of you, dude. I'm a fan. But it's getting tougher and tougher every day. Now, this is just one loss. I'm not going to sit here and say the season's over. The Knicks have a good shot still to make the playoffs, and, and, and they're fighting hard. They are playing good basketball right now. You know, maybe this was just one of those lazy matinee days. You know, if we want to throw that excuse out there. I don't like that excuse. Um, but the only way you can answer and respond in games like this is going out the next day and kicking ass. So, excuse me, we better get that. So I'm hoping that uh, Minnesota is is uh, an easier game for us. You know, we talked about it last show. Four home games in a row. I, I expect nothing less than three and one. So we already lost that one. Let's take these next three before the schedule toughens up. Heading to break. When we get back, we'll end up with the uh, we'll end it with the NYY MYK question of the day. Stay with us. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode. But first, I also want to let you know I have another blog. The blog I'm writing for is on UltimateSportsNetworks.com, titled "The Bomber Bocker Blog." If you want to go subscribe to this blog, you should do so using my promo code. 6A2841ERJC. Using that, you'd get a discount $7.99 a month to get the best Knicks and Yankees opinionated content around. Once again, guys, the Bomber Bocker blog on UltimateSportsNetworks.com using promo code 6A2841. E-R-J-C, $7.99 a month. A custom wall tapestry is a surefire way to uplift any room's aesthetics with a personal touch. This 100% polyester wall tapestry comes with hemmed edges for extra durability while its mildew and water-resistant properties ensure years' worth of decorating bliss. The advanced tapestry printing techniques guarantee crisp detail even for the craziest of designs in any of the multiple size choices. You can select a size of 26 by 36 inches, 51 by 60, 
68 by 80, and 88 by 104. These wall tapestries usually ship in 7 to 10 business days, and the price ranges from $24.99 to $69.99, all dependent on the size you select. The Bomber Bocker blog wall tapestries come in orange, gray, and black. But most importantly, be sure when purchasing a wall tapestry for the Bomber Bocker blog that you use promo code 6A2. 841-ERJC 682-841-ERJC Just go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com and click on the Shop MVP tab searching the Bomber Bocker blog and there you have it. Alright, so I know last time out um Again, guys, if you haven't yet checked out our MMA review in episode 306, be sure to check that out. That was last time on episode 306. We talked MMA Saturday as well as recapping the Knicks um, previous game. But um, check out 306 if you haven't yet. But, guys, if you also haven't, be sure to subscribe. You know where we're at. We talk about this, all the listening platforms. You can watch us on YouTube and all that stuff. So... (laughs) That's it for the next, guys. I'm done. I'm done with this episode. Uh, let's get to the NYY and YK. That'll be it. So in this episode for 307, episode 307. 307, our episode, uh, sorry, our NYY, ugh, our NYY, NYK question of the day is... Another true or false. So, true or false. Across Amari Stoudemire's first five games as a Nick, he scored below 20 points in four of those. True or false. Across Amari Stoudemire's first five games as a Nick, he scored below 20 points in four of those. Let me know the answer on Facebook, Instagram, in my DMs, or in the comments section once I publish one of the promo videos to this podcast episode. And I'll give you a shout out in the next one. Thanks guys for tuning in. I'm your host RJ Carbone and that's all we've got. This was a disgusting loss and I'm very upset at Tom, at Tom Thibodeau. But um, hopefully we bounce back. We'll see. Alright guys, thanks for checking this out. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.